0: Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereous Podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Hi Richard. Darren.
1: So uh, the title of this question that we've got today is, Why Do I Exist?, Mm. And I'll just preface it by saying this is obviously someone going through a very difficult time in their life, um, but you know, one that certainly that I thought, think many of us can resonate with from some point in our own mm. experience. So yeah, a very universal thing I think that we can talk about today and, the, and the lessons that I think we can draw from it. Mm-hmm. So they write, in, is the meaning of life just to suffer and die? I've been thinking about this for a few years and this is the conclusion that I've come to. Most of my life has been suffering traumas, sickness and extreme isolation and rejection. Was I born only to experience these things? Or am I in hell and I just don't realise it? It doesn't make sense. So many people live wonderful lives, are born with so many gifts and opportunities. I just don't understand. So I think we have an insight there, a little window into someone's experience there. And I think maybe the first point we can talk about is, you know, whether we're here to suffer or not, because that's kind of the first question they bring up there.
0: Well, that's been very clearly answered by the Master Aetherius, I I believe it was, who said, we are not born to suffer. Mm. Uh, It's goes with existence on this earth sometimes. I'm very, very sorry to hear about this person's situation. You know, we aren't medical advisors. They might need some kind of therapy of some kind. That's not for us to say. What I do think, I I was doing a radio show once in Manchester and I had a book out then called Little Book of Karma. Oh yeah. And I, I was talking to, about the fact that when you're in a really, really difficult situation, if you can see a reason for it, if you can even see something that you're gaining through it, something that you're learning through it, then it really does help you. I think it helps you more often than just sympathy. Mm -hmm. To to see a purpose, to see a reason, to be, what you know, why is this happening to me and what could I actually gain from this, if you like, through experience? And uh, there was someone listening who had decided to take their life Wow. And they had... So they said, this is an anecdote... Yeah, sure. They had their pills lined up on the shelf. They, they, the radio was on, but they, they decided to, to do it. And as I was talking to the interviewer, they say the room was filled with light. Light sort of came on, not a physical one. She said that. She said that. Oh. And she threw the pills away and decided to live. And. She phoned the radio station, and I I believe that she was. Yeah, yeah, I I believe. I mean, this is one of you know. If I'd done nothing else other than that result from that book, it would have been worth writing. Um, But she called in, and they I think they did get her into some kind of care as well, some kind of therapy. But every year she used to call up because I I did that station regularly. And, you know, check in and... um, No, it's an anecdote. One doesn't know whether she really would have done it or what. But what triggered it for her, this is the point, was this concept that this is an essential experience for me for some reason which I can't fathom. Mm. And through it, you know, even if it's just sort of learning the lessons of life... Right. I think the ancient Greeks used to have that saying, they learn through suffering. It's not my favourite saying, (laughs) but...
1: It's helpful, I think, mm-hmm. um, and certainly helped her. It's, uh, just uh, just um, one quote that you brought to mind for me. I, I can't remember who, who said it, but my, my sister shared it with me a long time ago. It was something like, a, a person who has like a mission or purpose can endure all hardships. And I think it goes kind of like to that's the spirit great, of what you're a saying. That's a you know. great saying, yeah. If you yeah. do have, you know, if you can understand the reason behind why is this happening. Yeah. Um, and and I, uh, I think that brings us to the point of why is this happening? What is, you know, we talk about... Um, karma and the lessons that we can learn through experience maybe we can talk a little bit about you know what these lessons are and what the point of it is and therefore life as a whole so I think the starting point has got to be
0: that you know I think one of the biggest cruelties in the world perpetrated by if you like uh, an atheistic community which is very prevalent especially in the west is this concept of you only got one life this is a cruel dogma, they don't see mm-hmm. it as that, they yeah. think they're being honest and that's what they believe, yeah. but they foist it on people and also indoctrinated yeah. sometimes into people. And that makes life all the more difficult for a lot of people when they're suffering because they think, look, I, you know, I've got this illness, I've got this situation, I see no light at the end of the tunnel, what's the point of my life? Mm-hmm. If they took it as read that this is just one life, this is a drop in the ocean of your existence, mm. And you're paving the way for a better life, a future life, not only in the afterlife, but in when you reincarnate and through the lives, that gives you tremendous endurance, I think. Um, That's built. The other thing, which is coming back to our core teaching here, the nine freedoms, is this concept here in the third freedom. And there's a whole list of things that you'll benefit from by serving. Mm. And one of them is if you would be detached from your own petty worries, you would serve. And later in the same freedom, the third freedom, break away from your own troubles by concentrating upon the sufferings of others. Now I have to look at that, carefully. it doesn't mean to say that your sufferings, your problems, your petty worries, will no longer exist or that the things you're concerned about will no longer exist, put it that way. Um, but what it does say is it, it helps you to get through them and it helps you get a completely different perspective on them. Mm. I think we all know that because you can get up one morning and you can look at the, whatever your, the view is as you walk out of your house, it might yeah. be a busy street, it might be a beautiful meadow, um, if you're in a really down mood, it doesn't necessarily look great. If you're in a really good mood, things are going, well, what a beautiful thing, what a mm. nice street. You know? yeah. uh, so it's all reflective on, on your consciousness and what's behind your vision mm. uh, of where you're going. And you can change that, and the, the trigger, the key given here is service, which brings us on to people saying, well, like, what can I do? That's mm. another debilitating thought perpetrated by the secular world we live in really that you can't make a difference to anyone unless it's material and there are two people by the way giving wonderful material service Mm -hmm. in war torn areas and so on but you can without leaving you could be suffering and there's somebody going to be suffering more than you are you know, no matter how bad your situation you can pretty much count. On you, that. you can you only got to look at the world yeah. and where, where, you know, where babies are being born and etc, in different parts of the world and deprivation. and you can do something there. And, and that too, I think, is very liberating. So those would be two thoughts. Serving, you can do something, but that changes your karma as well. Mm. The karma, I mean, your suffering is your karma. doesn't mean you're a bad person, by the way. You can't go around the world looking at, oh, that person's in a bad situation, they have problems, they must have done something bad, that person's very rich, healthy, and so on, they must be good. No, that person who's suffering has chosen to take their karma at this time. They, the soul, has chosen. They may be more advanced, they may have actually been a better person than the wealthy, healthy, materialistic person. They may be a more evolved person, and
1: therefore more able to take their karma. But you change that karmic cycle through service. It's, it's uh, interesting you bring up the point, isn't it? Because I think um, a misconception certainly that's out there is that karma is almost like a punishment, but, yeah. but it's not at all a punishment, it's, it's, it's a teacher. Yeah, and it's, um, it's, it's a liberator. Uh, yeah even an even better way to describe mm. it because it's our path to salvation and indeed. enlightenment isn't it yes um, it's giving us the lessons, the experiences we need to become wise, yeah, and I think that brings us you know back to you know why do we have these experiences in the first place? yeah, now one thing we also talk about is you know that we have chosen these experiences, and I think people find that you know kind of a difficult concept. So, do you want to talk a little bit about You know, because people often think, well, why am I in this situation? You know, we kind of, Mm. there's this tendency to adopt almost like a victimhood mentality. When actually, if we kind of, if we realize that actually it's ourselves who have chosen this Mm. experience Mm. to go through in order to, Grow um, towards enlightenment. Yeah, I think it brings us to the the, the three
0: aspects of mind, just very, very, very briefly, Mm, which is the conscious mind, which a lot of people think is the totality of their mind, although they know they've probably got an unconscious somewhere, don't necessarily understand it too well. But actually, what there is is a conscious, a subconscious, and that's a very functional aspect of mind. And then the one that most people don't think about is the superconscious, right. which is the soul aspect of us. And that is the aspect that chooses the conditions under which into which we are born and the experiences that we are ready to take. We need them and we're ready to take them in a particular life. So a person who is suffering, as I want to stress, is not a worse person necessarily. Right. They're a person who is ready as chosen at a soul, at a superconscious level to take those lessons that they need. It's very hard sometimes to see why on earth could I need those, experience, yeah. you know, those experiences, unless you look at world history. If you look at world history and the, the, the way through the, the, the millennia, not even the, just the centuries, because we've been here for many thousands of years, even millions. So if, if one looks at the, the world history that we even know, right. going back thousands of years, there's so many examples of depraved behaviour. A lot of people say, well, why don't I remember my past lives? Yeah, that's a great question. You, you can actually remember your past lives mm. when you need to, as you progress, as you're ready to remember them. Because there was a Tibetan adept by the name of the Master Chang Fu, who used to speak through Dr. George King even before uh, he was contacted by the oh, mastery yeah. theorists and Master Sector 6 and so on. And he answered that question in, in, in a very inimitable way. But he said, it, 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 and I'm using my words, sure. um, that it's because a lot of people aren't able to take that memory. because. If they really, if we all knew exactly what we'd done, it would be very depressed about it, oh. very upset about it. But so we don't have to remember exactly the reason. That might happen as, as, as we advance. Then, yes, that, I know that that happens. But you don't have to. But you just have to take it, well, this is the situation I'm in. Uh, I think this is going to be quite liberating for some people. There's a reason for it. This is something that my soul has chosen, my superconscious has chosen. An aspect of mind, most people, A, they don't even believe in it, a lot of people, and B, they're not readily familiar with it. It's chosen this for a reason. So if I can learn these lessons, which doesn't mean necessarily submit to all the bad things that are going on. The lesson might be bravery, Mm -hmm. you know, the first freedom. Uh, The lesson might be love the mess, lesson might be you know uh, standing on your own two feet or being compassionate towards others or it could be a whole variety of reasons behind it uh, it will be for a reason that we might not fully understand but the superconscious knows why and it's chosen this and if you can start to accept that then i think that too will make it easier actually yeah, know. you know and, and and it's a coping uh, help you to cope and deal with the experiences, and
1: knowing that they're temporary. Even one life, as I repeat, is a drop in the ocean. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting you, you, you frame it like that, because um, I've, I have a friend who, who's, um, uh, you know, he's going through a difficult time in life, but he also really likes like video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when he plays a video game, and there's like a hard boss or something to defeat, he's like really into it. Mm. He accepts the challenge, and he like, you know, becomes the best version of himself almost, you know, in, in that context. In mm. the says he takes on, okay, how am I gonna do this? You know, he's got a problem solving mindset. Mm-hmm. But then also, but then in life, you know, when difficult things come, it's almost like crumbles. And I'm like, but don't you see, it's, it's like, if we can take this perspective where, you know, okay, these challenges are there in our life, it's our opportunity to demonstrate mastery over them, to show that we have understood the lesson and that we've been able to um, integrate that as a part of ourselves, you know, and become more wise. That's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's not meant to just beat us down and you know, mm. us to, 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 to be like a victim suffering from all of this stuff. And everybody can do
0: something. Right. You know, uh, in fact, most people could do a lot. Because prayer really works, just to name one Mm. thing. Healing really works. You don't have to leave your room to do either of those
1: things. Well, that's great. Let's talk about the way out. Yeah, so there's a
0: couple, prayer and healing. Everyone can do both of those things. We've talked about them a lot. Mm. Everyone can radiate love energy. And everyone can can develop, uh, difficult as it is, a positive mindset. Now, I know it's easy for me to say that. When you're in a dire situation, uh, that is really hard. But how much experience are you mastering when you are in that really hard situation by doing it and aren't there some wonderful examples of people in hospitals, I've heard several cases like this, who are in a dire medical situation haven't actually inspired other people in the hospital, other patients and sometimes even the nurses and doctors by their resilience, by their cheerful attitude, Mm -hmm. by their consideration for another patient. Mm. So, you know, it could be a small thing, it could be a big thing, but there's all, all of us can contribute. And, of course, the big thing there is coming back to the nine freedoms, coming back to the third freedom, you're, you're performing service. doesn't matter how small it might seem, it's still service.
1: And by doing that, you're changing your karma as well. Mm. I think the inspiring thing about that is, is it doesn't matter what situation you're in, actually, or um, even any service that you do is going to help you to progress forward, isn't it? It is,
0: and I should go further. You know, there are examples of people who use their dire situation to demonstrate the human spirit, Mm. to demonstrate their bravery. Mm. And there are examples of people who've been in terrible situations of one kind or another, and they keep going, they keep helping, they, you know, they keep uh, their positive outlook, even... Young youngish children who are dying mm. have inspired other children by their bravery, their cheerful attitude, and people can look at that and say, Well, I've got nothing to complain about. Yeah. If that person can do that, I
1: certainly should. Yeah, considering all of the well, yeah. you know, everything that they don't have, which I actually do have. Mm. Yeah. I, and
0: this is one of the actually hallmarks of the things that Dr. George King himself actually loved was this concept and this practice, which he he practiced, of turning adversity to advantage. And you you hear it, for example, about people who've been drug addicts. They cure themselves, or they become cured. Um, You know, they're a recovering addict, but then they they don't leave it there, they go on to inspire other people to do the same thing. They turn that experience they've had to an advantage because the other people can relate to them and say, well, look, they did it. Yeah. And, you, and, and also prisoners and different people who turn. There's one of the most wonderful things, somebody who changes. I agree. Um, you know, there's many examples. One example, of course, in the spiritual field is Saint Paul, who was the most avid persecutor of Christians then had the experience that he had on the road to Damascus, it's gone down the Damascene conversion, everyone yeah. refers to it, yeah. and then became the most avid promoter of Christianity, probably barring probably St. Peter at the time. And, and you know the same avidity, if there is a word, <laughs> uh, yeah. avidness, yeah. whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Was used in those two situations, so you know. Often you'll see that in people, you know, the same thing that can be a fault
1: could become your greatest strength. And th- mm. I think that applies to a lot of us. Mm. I, I think it's a, an, you know, because I think everybody can relate to that, you know, that idea that you see someone in a really difficult situation, but then you see them sort of like the the transformation within them it's a beautiful thing yeah and also how it transforms the people around them you know perhaps their community or something as well yeah you know having seen what they've overcome or what they've conquered and yeah how much of an inspiration as you say you know it's kind of like a demonstration of the human spirit it can be in a lot of cases
0: and that's another killer in in the sort of secular community that we we are uh, is becoming prevalent and already is prevalent are some of the dogmas also about psychology that if you have certain terrible experiences in your childhood and perhaps maltreated and right. all the rest of it, you will never recover. You are damaged for life. You can't turn it round. Now, it's not for me or anyone else to judge people who feel that way. And there are many who go through their lives saying, I'll never, I'll never recover from this and so on. But there are examples of people, I even know examples of people who've had these terrible experiences of one kind or another who do overcome it, who do change, who don't allow it to define Mm. the rest of their life. So that too, it's not to judge those who feel they can't break free. It's to say nobody should be telling us you can't change. You are a damaged person and you will always remain one. That is a negative, that's a very negative thought that people, if they accept it, they
1: haven't got a chance of change. Totally. I think um, just coming back to another point you made about you know uh, when we compare ourselves to others. And when we look at other people, you know, someone in a difficult situation can look at the life of another person and say, well, they seem to have it all. It must be so easy for them. You know, they've got the money, they've got the relationship, whatnot. But it is actually quite difficult to tell from the outside, you know, what lessons that someone might be facing in their life, isn't it? Yes. A- and, you know, what's really going on, you know? you know, being faced with that, you know, with all that wealth, there's another challenge there, isn't there? Which is to use that wealth in a certain way. Yes. Or, or you know, if you, you know, what other are the skills that you might have? We all have a different sort of basket of these different experiences so that our self as we are at that state in our evolution can evolve in the way that our higher self is designed at that point.
0: Yes, I think there's a big misunderstanding about wealth Mm.
1: and if you go financial wealth,
0: I mean, because the the real wealth is within. Mm. But financial wealth, money, is often seen in spiritual communities as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And if you go way back in the Eastern traditions, you were encouraged to be a sadhu or a sannyasin, have no possessions at all, and go out begging. Which I don't think is... Well, it's not for me to judge, (laughs) but there's something a bit wrong there, in my view, although they they were supposed to return that by blessing the village and so on. I'm not sure whether they always did, but, however, St. Paul, coming back to him, he had to earn money, by the way, people forget yeah. that. He was a tent maker, he was traveling, he had to earn a living as he traveled. Um, but money of itself isn't an evil, it's the use of money, the, the possessiveness about money, um, the the belief in it as a real reality that these are the evils, the belief in materialism, if you right, like, as right, a thing. Right. We only have to look and we can see plenty of examples of extremely rich people with a lot of possessions who aren't happy, aren't fulfilled, and are, uh, you know, uh, even suffering. So it proves, those cases prove, there isn't an automatic reaction between the two. Um, Those people who are extremely wealthy and are using that money purely for selfish reasons, I mean financially wealthy, if they're happy and they might make out that they are they might even believe they are they've got a big problem they've got a big karmic problem mm. but someone and i know people like this who are very rich but use that to help a whole variety of causes they are practicing doing they are a spiritual person mm. actually mm. if that's what they're doing with it it's not of itself a bad thing, it's just an energy. That's right. And it can be used. I think that's a much better way of looking at it. Uh, it's, but nor is it the real reason for living to become rich for a selfish purpose. If there was a person who was doing it purely 100% for service to others and using their money to help others, especially in spiritual ways, they would be well on the path to their evolution.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's demonstrating a sort, of, uh, a sort of, like kind of mastery over that lesson in life, isn't it? Yeah. And the use of that resource for, yeah. in a way that that um, is for the greatest good of all. And it's just not the answer. Mm. And it,
0: by the way, it isn't karmically very fortunate at all to die very rich, unless your bequest is one of great service to the mm. world. Mm. It's It's not a very fortunate thing karmically to to do that. Um, I'm not not saying you shouldn't look after loved ones, but the main focus of course is world service.
1: So just bring us back to um, to this for a moment then again. Um, So we talked about you know someone who's in the situation that we're in it because the lessons that we that we need to learn, lessons that we've chosen, um, that karma is helping that has kind of engineered for us so that we can grow. And that the way out is really first and foremost about service to others and the way that we can serve. You've talked about prayer, about healing. Uh, we talked about the use of money there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that so, there's no one who, 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 who is trapped.
0: There's no one who's trapped. And there's yeah. another thing I'd just like to add. I sure. mentioned the superconscious mind. Even yeah. though we're not really much in contact, a lot of people anyway, aren't very much in contact with it or aware of it, it is there. And there's something else which is even greater. And I think this is the greatest news there is we have within us a divine spark. Mm. That is there. That's the greatest message we could possibly hope for. Uh, it's all We are here to realise that and realise in the fullest sense. And if part of the process of realising that is going through a, a period, even a life, of suffering to, to some great degree, if we can see that as part of that process of realising the divinity within, no matter how remote that might seem, there's hope there. There's something really positive there, because in the end, the suffering won't prevail, the divinity within, that will prevail.
1: Beautiful way to end.